I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers, and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider. Tonight, we're going to preview the massive double game week round 10 of the 2020 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by MLS Player Availability Reporting. So delayed that even the refs have to check the Twitter feeds. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 sorry. Uh, no, I mean, uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. You guys are awesome. If you uh, missed one of the latest tweets that I had, I have all the swag on my table downstairs right now, getting it packed up and ready to ship out this week. Don't know exactly when it's going to ship out this week, because as I said on Twitter earlier, had a little baby watch alert this morning that sort of delayed some things but it's all fine we're still in baby watch and uh still had a plan to get that out but it's ready you've seen the picture i'm your host reed Connolly from mlsfantasyboss.com and tonight i'm joined by my partners in fantasy mr michael denton and blaine riffle joining us again uh, we'd also like to welcome back not welcome back welcome back blaine we'd also like to welcome our special guest and current overall number one fantasy player in the game felix morgan how are you all doing this evening doing well i'm good yeah good good glad to have you here felix i know we tried to get you last week and you've been joining us in the chat a few times so mm -hmm. excited for you to uh share your your strategies and, and thoughts i know a lot of people uh are are happy to hear from that and uh f congrats for maintaining number one for for is this uh how long have you been number one i know it's been at least three or four rounds I, yeah i think it's my third week third week yeah so i thought i remember when you posted it on twitter a few weeks back so you've done pretty well i think you've got a pretty good lead too it's at least 30 yeah, or so points 20, 20. 25 points i think yeah, yeah. something like this yeah, I thought it was like that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, excited for you guys to be here. Something I'm going to do real quick first. I mentioned the patrons at the top of the show. I'm going to try to do this very quickly, but you guys are so awesome. I want to give a shout out to everybody as I can. Uh, at our highest level, we have Patrick Smith, Ari Hillman, Sherry Snyder, Kyle French, Jason Morris, Jessup Gage, who had to change his level of support, but he was up there, so still going to give you a shout out, man. Uh, and then Thomas Johnson. At our next level, we have uh, Ron Bodie, Tim Shaw, Stephen Morgan, Ted Firestone, Joel Seagraves, Mick Lathrop, and Alex Baruni. Uh, next level down here, we have uh, Abby Lang, Taylor Berkeley, Matthew Walker, Mike DePietro, uh, Daniel Colton, Ola Sorman, uh, Shannon Friedman, Mark DuPont, Dan Warchel, <laughs> John Craig, Kyle McElhenney, Chad Arnett, Stephen Comstock, Josh Turner, Jason Vanderhorst, and Stephen Shannon. At our uh, entry level, we have uh, Paul Tomerdahl, R2 Doodledoo. I don't have the real name, but I love your, your screen name there. Actually, <laughs> I think I do have your, your real name, but uh, I like R2 Doodledoo so much. Uh, Jared DeLay, Mark Prince Metal, David Lichman, Pete DeQuattro, Michael Clark, Don Smith, Graham Luchke, Jonathan Menento, Tony Rocha, Jeremy Armstrong, Ron Burnman, Rachel Burnack. Barack, sorry, Mr. Frumble, good uh, good Twitter and chat person right there, Jason Jix, 
Saquib Rokandari, yeah, Rokandaria, uh, Ryan Skiles, Nathan Potts, uh, River Skukil, River Skukil, I think I'm able to get that right someday, Tyler Bottles, Mitch Bresnick, Matt Lipton, Sherry McGarvey, uh, Jeff HG, Jordan Keelman, Dustin Burnack, and Terry Jeske. I, if I have mispronounced your name, you knew what you were getting into when you became a supporter of this show. No, sorry. Uh, but thank you so much for being patrons. Uh, and thank you so much to everyone who is a member. Those are our $3 and up levels. Everybody who also uh, is a $1 patron, thank you so much. You're a member of our um, leagues. And uh, you guys mean so much. Thank you for the support. And I look forward to you. Everyone whose name I read off, you're going to be getting something in the mail. If you don't, send me an email and we'll take care of it. All right, I mean, Mike. honestly, having your name mispronounced by Reed is one of the benefits of being. Yeah, it should, should be. It's, it's, like a, it's like a badge of honor. Okay, let's get to the fancy stuff. I know we're looking forward to it. Uh, so, guys, round nine uh, was a regular game week, so it was it was mm -hmm. pretty good. I saw a few triple-digit scores out there, so people were still able to, to put together some really decent teams. We'll talk about the takeaways in just a second. Let's start with our scores, and uh, Felix, we'll talk with you. Did you hear us? Sorry? Uh, how did you do? How'd your team do in round nine? Oh, I uh, did pretty great. I think uh, nine, 96 points. Um, look, yeah, 96 points. I had Ladero captain, and uh, I also had Polo. Mm. That did 10 points. And yeah. No, I had was... Kessler, the, the New England uh, defense, who did 12 points. Really great performance. That's it. Yeah, no, that was good. I saw a lot of people who were dabbling between having multiple um, midfielders with, or multiple forwards. So either a Rui Diaz, Jordan Morris, or a Paolo Ladero kind of lineup. So uh, interesting to see that you went that way. And it paid off. I know I had Paolo and I switched to Ladero. Then I saw that he got the goal and I was like, of course. Of course he gets the goal. The game that I switched to Ladero make that investment. Mike, how did you do? Um, I did pretty well, although a lot of people had better scores than me. I got 90. Um, most of my players hit. My my one big hiccup of the week was I had more of DC United because I thought that was going to be a 0-0 game. And like we talked about on last week's episode, um, of course, that was going to be a because MLS, it was going to be a 3-3 game, but or more like a 2-2 game. But instead of the 2-2, it was just 4 nothing Atlanta because um, DC United fell apart, which we'll talk about more uh, in a later section. But other than that, I did really well. I had... All three of my bench players come on because um, I had Farrell, Legette, and Zardes all on the bench. And so I scrubbed out a bunch of um, RSL players that I had um, in the lineup from last week, if you heard my picks from last week. Uh, I had been high on RSL and then cooled off on them when I heard that Rusnak was out. Mm -hmm. So that ended up working out really well for me. Uh, but yeah, so 90 points. I am rank 204 overall. So very, very, very far behind Felix, but I'm um, still doing okay. What you, Blaine? How'd you do? Uh, I got a ninety, so same score as Mike. Um, not too up, yeah, not too up <laughs> by it. Um, I went with a little bit different uh, route on defense, and that's what hurt me. I did not have any New England coverage at the time. I was making changes on the fly. I couldn't afford any of those guys. And then um, whatever happened with Minnesota, and I went up to Debasi who got me 10 points, thankfully. I wanted to go one de one defender there, and I ended up with Depay for 
LA and when they gave up that goal, that hurt a lot. Um, otherwise it would have been a better week. Just, I, I didn't quite get that rotation. The only front player I had that I should have changed out was Nani for legit, but that ended up being a one point difference. So not made, not a major hit there. I did go ahead when I saw Valeri was out or whatever was going on there. I went ahead and got Matrita for New York city and that those 13 points really helped this week. And I, I know, I think I gave you my lineup last week, Reed. I stuck with Pedro Santos for 12 as well. Nice. Did not, did not switch to Zeller Ion when I saw him start. I was just like, I'm going to run with it. Santos has been playing better. So it worked out pretty well for me on that one. I just, I screwed up my defense and didn't pick up the extra points that I should have. Yeah. As long as you got rid of uh, Valeri, I think you were probably going to do okay with your, uh, with your team. We saw that there. Uh, my team did pretty well. I was, I was so close to Felix this week. I was like, Oh, maybe I can inch him out. No, I got 94. Uh, for my team. It was really close. I've been watching the FC Cincinnati League this year, and I, I'm like, I don't know, three or five points in first place in that league. It that's That was tight. It was back and forth with, with myself and another player this week, so that's where I've been been really looking at. But uh, I had a pretty solid team. I made a few changes at the end. I saw in chat people talking about Bo not doing as well. That was one of the changes I made. I swapped out Bo for Rui Diaz or Rossi or somebody, but I, I had Bo and I swapped him out. Uh, then I also made some changes on defense and particularly it hurt a little bit. I had a lot of mixed feelings, but I went heavy Minnesota defense this week and I had two Minnesota defenders and St. Clair as uh, on my team and I I, I cleaned up on the points against FC Cincinnati. So uh, I did that. I had I had Dipsy on my bench as a switcheroo. I also had Barrick as a switcheroo. And then I had Royer. And so Royer didn't go off for me. But uh, I think the bench did very well for me. I had 17 points coming off. I also had Kessler. I had Ladero captain. Uh, Rossi Quintero. I had two duds and one was Tolo. I was really hoping to get a clean sheet out of that Seattle match. But I just got three points from him. And then uh, Herbers over in Chicago that he was like the one midfielder of Chicago that didn't go off this week yep. and the other ones did. So um, a little bit of disappointment there, but 94 can't be unhappy. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking. Some people got the dreaded 70 point range. That's, that's haunted me earlier this year as well. Saw some hundreds. You guys rock linen. Yes. Um, I saw several people, including um, people in chat who had linen 23 points from Lennon at Atlanta. Massive points. Oof, those Lennon points have responded. Congrats to all of you guys who got that. I did not and would not have been so bold as to pick an Atlanta player in that game. I just, I mean, it was, it could either have been a 0 0 or a 3 3, and we saw how it ended up in neither of those results, but rough times. Um, yeah, congrats to everybody. You guys all did awesome, I think, for this round. Let's talk about our takeaways from round nine. I'll give a couple, then I'll let you guys. Take it from here. Sam Stagecult sent out a message on Twitter today that I want to share with everybody. I shared it on Twitter already, but he said as far as home teams go, they are averaging 1.6 points per game. Last year, they averaged 1.79 points per game. So home teams aren't doing as well uh, at home this year. Uh, he compared that to lack of fans. It's a small drop, but I uh, just thought that was something to share as far as an interesting little takeaway from what's been going on. 
a, a weird year to even try to keep home and away stats with the MLS's back cup being all in Orlando. Then we have the Toronto and and Montreal and Vancouver teams that are playing home games in the States and New York City who's playing home games in Red Bull and it's all craziness. So, um, but take that as, as you would. Also, I'm going to mention that I said my bench this week. I think a bench was key to a lot of people who I saw get really good scores. So if you're not utilizing the switcheroo, and if you listen to this show, you probably you probably do if you listen regularly. If you're new, uh, I think it's really important to have some options, at least two options on your bench and one scrub on your team so you could try to get those points or make some moves in those earlier games if they don't get it. So that was so crucial, I think, to a lot of people's high scores. Um, Mike, what about you? Any takeaways? Um, I, I think the big takeaway was uh, Higuain's good performance uh, against New York City. He came away with six fantasy points. Very easily could have had uh, 11 had he been granted the penalty uh, and taken that penalty shot. Uh, he also assisted on a goal that VAR took away. Uh, and that's pretty impressive considering how defensive yeah. uh, New York City has been. Um, so he's, I think he's 8.5 right now. It's kind of, you know, the weird price fluctuation hasn't really caught up to him. I think he's a bargain. I think he's someone to look for uh, in the next few weeks uh, if, if he's got the good matchups. Felix, what about you? What did you take away from this this week? Um I want to talk about the Atlanta and uh, DC United game. Yeah. Uh, I think DC United is now uh, one of the worst fantasy team to uh, to put players of their team. And that's it. No, I think I know I think you're right. I have that as a note too that uh, we now know the answer to who is worse DC versus Atlanta and that answer is what about LA Galaxy? Um that's, that's... <laughs> Ooh, you pulled a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, I we think you're you're exactly right, uh, Felix. That going into this game, it was sort of like, wow, Atlanta and DC have both been really struggling to do anything. Are they both going to fail? Is it going to be ridiculous? And Atlanta clearly got the better in, and so yes, DC yeah. is is definitely the worst team. And I'm going to imagine that when we get to our player pick section, that might be a little bit of a theme to some of what we all might mention at least a little bit, but, but I won't go from there, but no, yes, that is a great take. DC is definitely a target team. What about you, Blaine? Um, Columbus has got a, a Valeri Blanco issue going on for fantasy with Santos and Zellerion. Um, I think Zellerion at his peak is the better player. Um, mm. Plus he takes more set pieces and he's just, he's got more responsibility kind of like Valeri does. But Santos has been this workhorse type of player for a while now and capable of getting the good scores like Blanco does. And it, it really is a toss-up, and hitting the right ones is, is hard to do at times. Uh, when you see both of them, making the right call is nearly impossible. I've been on the wrong side of it a few times this year, and this week I got lucky with it. But that's just one big uh, uh, positional battle to watch for going forward. No, that's a good point. Uh, it might be a little bit easier this week, but no, yeah. that's that's one of those other ones. Uh, I have a question. Maybe you can help us with this, Felix. I saw someone mention this on Twitter. Tidare did not play in this last game. So this is, I believe, three games in a row that we've not seen him featured. And I have not heard any injury news about him. Do you know what's up with him? 
No, I haven't heard neither. That's rough. See, this is what we like. He's a Montreal fan, and we don't even know. This is crazy. All right, now that was a big question mark. I was actually looking at him until I forget who mentioned it. Maybe it was Patrick or someone in chat that that he hadn't been there. I thought it was just some rest because of what's been going on. Uh, no. But okay, so he's a giant question mark right now. Yeah. Tighter watch 2020, along with baby watch. 2020 that's what we're doing uh a couple of more takeaways that i got from here um bradley wright phillips is getting it done still even with his low minutes that's i mean that's normally a red flag in fantasy if someone's getting 50 60 minutes but i mean he's he's putting up goals he's the same price as rossi now and and getting numbers i mean better than rossi i'll just say it uh so do not sleep on bwp when, when that is an option for you. Uh, the Seattle trio of Ladero, Ruby Diaz, uh, I guess it's a, it's, a, it's a quattro, but I'm just looking at uh, Ladero, um, Paolo, and, and Morris. I wasn't thinking of uh, Ruby Diaz when I made this list. Uh, they did not help this week as far as points go. I know we're often thinking of Ladero versus Paolo. I think that question's probably been answered. Ladero is getting a lot of great numbers and those those PKs just help him so much. Maybe it's now going to be a bit more of a Ladero Morris question at times because of that price difference that we see. But didn't really help as sort of everybody got points this week and uh but that's good. Everybody got points so you didn't you didn't miss. I was impressed with Nashville's defense getting that 0-0 uh, draw, so that was good some value there I think is good to have. Uh, and then Orlando, they've been a bit sporadic with their scoring. And by sporadic, I don't mean getting a few goals or a bunch of goals. They tend to get several goals, but the players who are scoring them are kind of sporadic. So it's hard to really just hone in on one guy. Uh, but DK is very cheap still. I think he's a 5 million forward. So uh, that could be someone you're going to look at this week. Uh, see Speaking here. of cheap, uh, Smith from Orlando is a 4.0 defender. I I think he's still at 4.0 um, even though he got eight points last week he seems to have started the last few games so you know I, I know for me personally budget was pretty tight this week yep um he's definitely someone to look at if you're like i'm trying to make something work trying to make a switch room work he, he's someone to look at so two things i want to cover before we move on actually i'll cover one now and the second one in housekeeping uh had uh this sent to me uh on twitter uh, a quick discussion, at least we can mention how we've seen this. Um, there is a situation with the app allowing you to see the entire lineup, at least in head-to-head, -head, maybe of everybody, after the, the round starts. And so, I mean, maybe the first round locks, but you can still make transfers with your other players. And in this situation, we have a player who is second place in his league, and the guy who is the top just changes his team to match his team so that he can't... Uh, get any close to him to make it to make it mirror and um he says we shouldn't be able to see players uh until they kick off for the team that he does not want to see a team's players on a fantasy manager's team until after the actual mls players have kicked off i agree i think that this is a, a bug i think this is a programming error that we've sent on and it just hasn't gotten fixed yet um but for you guys have you noticed this do you think it should be fixed or do you think hey that's that's just okay i think it is a bug um because last year it wasn't going that way it was only showing us players as the games kicked off so i don't know if something changed in the coding this year or if we're finding something new but it's not supposed to be that way it's supposed to keep them hidden until that game kicks off 
um, you can see whether it's starters or subs that have kicked off. You can kind of see which which positions are still open, but you can't. You're not. You're, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to, and I I would be surprised if they changed it to to where we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I hope people who are listening aren't doing this. It's definitely against the spirit of of the game, and so I I mean I would definitely. Hope it's not reported. I know. I mean, no, we've seen it on, but mention it to James, mention it to Ben, see if it's something that can get changed. I don't think people are going to be disqualified for it. I mean, it's it's not technically cheating. You can trade at any time, and maybe the best strategy is that you hold your actual player in reserve, and then you make the change really quick right before a game starts, so that maybe you get your player in. Which I know is a horrible thing to say, a horrible thing to recommend, since we're already trying to track Twitter for for lineups. So if you're Picking DC players, that doesn't seem to matter. But we're trying we, to track. Yeah, go ahead. Charles in chat just gave us a strategy for this year. Since we can see everybody's lineup, it's <laughs> right before kickoff and go copy Felix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's not going to help you now because he's already 25 points ahead of the closest person. So go <laughs> ahead, do that, and and you will net zero your gain. Um so yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to talk about on this topic. Just like, I hate it. We've reported it. It's definitely a bug. Um, but I want to mention out there that if you're doing this, stop. Because that's that's just not cool. This this is yeah. supposed to be for fun. It's supposed to, I mean, just don't do it. This is not what the spirit of the game is supposed to be. Um, I mean, if I can find out you're doing it, I'll kick you out of my league. But, I mean, it's going to be hard to, to prove anything. Like, it's going to be hard to prove anything like that. So I do hope that no one is doing that. Uh, but we have passed it on. Um and as you see, Ben and James are pretty responsive to things with some some of the lineup issues that we noticed today. Um, but they're, I'm sure they're trying. But um, who knows? This has not been... I don't think this vendor has been everyone's favorite. I know there's a lot of information. I like I'm personally, I know we've talked about, I think we should be able to see a stat or sort by a stat for every um, point-generating category that we have in the game. Like if I want to track by yellow cards or red cards, I should be able to sort by that. So... Um, I think there's definitely some stuff to be desired from the provider, and at least this glaring error is is one that that should be addressed quickly. Preach, yes, I will preach, Ari. Thank you, uh, guys. We're going to move on to our housekeeping section. Round nine was short. Round ten is big. So, anything else important that we want to take away from round nine? All right. Here, go, I'm just going to say that Ben Olsen called his team emotionally fragile, just like a regular <laughs> coach saying. It's rough. I'm sort of amazed he has a job still this morning, but I guess he's DC United. I don't know if they're ever going to fire him. <laughs> I really hope they. I really hope they wait until after Wednesday to fire him, as yes, you know, for personal reasons. But yes. <laughs> you yes, know, we'll see. Mike, I I added one on Facebook. MLS means it put one out there. It's like you know, Almeida won with San Jose this weekend and he still had more chance to get fired today than Ben Olsen did. I mean, I don't know what dirt Olsen has on that team or on those owners, <laughs> whatever, like why he's not fired, but this is ridiculous. I mean, I'll be honest. They have, they have, it's not like they've given him any players to work with. I mean, they spent once on Rooney and he's, he did okay. And then they were like, yeah, that was it. We're done. You know, and it's, I mean, honestly, it's probably, they're just not going to bother to fire him because they're too cheap to pay out his contract and hire a new coach for the interim. Uh, we just got joined by Jojo in the chat, who is excited that we have a Canadian 
on the show with us. Uh, haven't let Felix talk about himself just yet, but that will come before our picks. So don't worry, Canada, you'll get you'll get a shout out momentarily. Uh, before we get there, housekeeping section. Round 10 quickly upon us. If you're listening to us tonight, it is tomorrow, Tuesday, October 6th at 8.30 is when round 10 kicks off with Nashville versus Minnesota. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, you got to get going. It's today, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure you get at, at least the framework of your team set. And in particular, if you want to have Nashville or Minnesota players, get them as quickly as you can. Just so you know, the rest of the, of the week, uh, we have one game on Tuesday. Then we have 12 games on Wednesday the 7th. I don't have the kickoff time, but just know there are 12 games. And after Wednesday, that's every team. Every team plays their first game between Tuesday and Wednesday. Then on Sunday, we have nine games. Uh, is that right? No. No. On Sunday, we have four games. I don't know why I put nine. I think Sunday, we have four games. And then on... My apologies. Back up. There we go. I knew there was a four. Saturday, we have four games. Sunday, we have nine games. There we go. Got all my numbers out. So Wednesday, 12 games. Saturday, four games. Sunday, nine games. And that's the whole week. Tuesday to Sunday. A lot of games. They come fast. But the most important thing is the first round of games is over by Wednesday. So if you're working on switcheroos, look at those teams for getting that set up. Round 11 starts on Wednesday, October 14th. So we have a little bit of a gap between the final game on Sunday and the beginning game uh, of round 11 on Wednesday, October 14th. My baby is due on the 13th, so I don't know if I'll be available for the next podcast, but these guys will, and they'll help you out uh, because we are due on the 13th, and so that may not happen if he is not here just yet. So that was a random aside. Double game week teams. Everybody. I don't know if you saw Mike's post. I shared it out. Everybody is on a double game week this week. But those games are not all created equal. The teams with a double home game, double check me Mike to be sure, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Sporting Kansas City. Does that look correct you got? Yes. Okay. Philadelphia. Uh, New York City also two home, I believe. Oh, did they? I missed I missed that one. Let's see. New York City home against D.C. Look at that one. Oh, yes, yes. And New York City... All right. Uh, and did, we, did you mention Colorado? I did not mention Colorado. Did I miss two of them? Did Colorado? Unless Colorado. I wrote that wrong. I did. I did. Thank you. This is well, why. We'll talk about that in a second. Like to help. So Atlanta, Philly, Sporting Kansas City, New York City FC, and Colorado. Your double home game teams. Your double away game teams are Minnesota, Toronto, DC United. Important. Montreal and Real Salt Lake. Did I catch all those? I think, I think so. so. There we go. Uh, teams on a buy. Nobody, absolutely nobody, is on a buy this week. If you are looking for switcheroos, your best option are going to be the last four teams on the Wednesday game. So that's LA Galaxy, Portland Timbers, San Jose Earthquakes, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. All of those teams kick off at 10:30, and they're going to give you the most time to react. Personally, I've looked at a lot of Vancouver players as my switcheroos because that means I only have to watch one lineup. So it worked out for me, but uh, you can find a lot of cheap players at Vancouver. There's options on those other teams as well, even some injured guys uh, who will definitely not be playing. So keep an eye on what you're going to look for, but those are the four teams to target if you want to be able to have some switcheroo options for your teams. But you're going to be finished with all those by by Wednesday. So just get it, just get ready, and then you'll be along for the ride for the rest of it. 
We also have uh, some other updates. Uh, we had uh, Frederick Briant with DC, who got a red card last week. Uh, Jano Bickle with Vancouver got a red card. Uh, Kellen Acosta is on a red because of yellow card accumulation. It's not on a red. He's suspended a game because of yellow card accumulation. Uh, Julian Araujo is on yellow card accumulation. Alexander Callens is yellow card accumulation. Justin Glad is yellow card accumulation. And Gadi Kinda over at Sporting Kansas City is yellow card accumulation. But that's not all, folks. We also have international call-ups and injuries. And so, Mike, yes. I'll kick this one over to you yes. for right now. It's our favorite time, international call-ups. And international call-ups are a bigger deal than usual. Uh, why? Because it's not just you can go to your home country and come back. If you come back, you have to quarantine for 10 days, which means if they are on this list, you might not see them the rest of the season or maybe like decision day or something like that. It's it's You're going to miss a ton of games for these players. Uh, obviously, the most high profile uh, we talked about for last, or we didn't talk about it last week because it came out after we did the podcast, uh, was Rusnak for RSL. Um, he is already gone. Um, some of the other players that we have um, so far, uh, and shout out to Patrick Smith for sending me this list. Uh, and to a bunch of people who responded to my call for crowdsourcing on Twitter. Um, I'm just going to mention fantasy relevant names. I'm not going to go through the entire list. Um, but for <clears throat> Los Angeles Galaxy, for, for inner, for inner Miami, Pizarro is out for LA Galaxy. Jonathan Dos Santos and Fletcher is out for LAFC. Rossi and a few others are out, including Rodriguez. For Minnesota United, Metnair and Gregus are out. For Montreal, Lapalainen and Rotala are out. For New York City, uh, Tajuri Shradi and Matriza is out. There are rumors that Matriza has also been sold to Saudi Arabia. I'm skeptical about those rumors, but um, those are rumors that are flying. Regardless, he ain't playing this week. Um, and New York City has like no offensive players anymore. Um, for New York Red Bulls, Kaku and Cesares. Orlando City, uh, Galice and Mendez. So Orlando's going to have a backup keeper, something to keep in mind if you're looking for budget options. For the Timbers, Polo and Flores. For um, San Jose, Vaco is out. For Seattle Sounders, Rui Diaz and Svensson and Ariega are out. For Sporting Kansas City, Polito is out. And those are the that's the big like fantasy names. There's a few other names on that list like Saren um, and a few Chicago Fire players. Um, so go check out that list. Um, it's on my Twitter. I'm about to retweet it now. So um, if you're looking for the complete list. And this list may change because I gather some clubs are still arguing with federations about whether or not they're going to be released or not. So it's fun. And so, yeah, because that happened with New York City FC. Like, Tinnerholm is not going to Sweden. <clears throat> right. Tinnerholm is not going to Sweden. Um, Cheneau is not going to Luxembourg. Um, I mean... I, from what I kind of gather is most MLS clubs tried to argue to the Federation that it, this international Kobe. appearance wasn't that important for considering how much club time they were going to yeah. miss. Um, but Matriza and, has a wife who's pregnant in uh, Romania. So, so and he may be getting sold. So who knows? No, <laughs> uh, Mike, a um, couple things here. Uh, FIFA has not mandated that clubs have to release players yet because right. of the virus. There's it's, all up in the air. I know Kinda was not released the last time for Israel, and he has not been called up this time because it was looking at 14 days quarantine on one end and then coming back in at least 10 more. So he was going to be 24 days out just yeah. for quarantine. 
Um, season's done. Yeah. Well, some of these, like, we're coming up fast on this window, so it looks like players are going to be allowed in pretty quick. Um, but if that, for their last set of call-ups, it was they had to quarantine on their way into certain countries before they could even play. So that's um, that's huge. Um, but Mike, you said might be sold. Uh, while we've been going, chat's been blowing up with it. It's official. Matriza has been sold. Oh, interesting. Uh, Twelman's posted it. It's all over there. He's going to Saudi Arabia. Um, it is on Twitter. Um, other news, I don't know if we caught it. Mason Toy went to Montreal. I don't know if that was last week or this oh, week. Oh, no, yeah, that was uh, at that least was ended last week, yeah. Are you excited then, by that, Felix? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good pickup for you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Christian Nemes signed with Columbus today as well. Uh, I will also mention that Tyler Norman and chat gave this update. Kellen Acosta is definitely on a yellow card accumulation and the disco side updated that. However, I failed to notice that the other players I mentioned on yellow card accumulations have already served their yellow card accumulation time off. So I don't know why they updated Colorado having missed their game, but then did not remove the other players who have already served theirs. Uh, and then we're also looking at uh, potentially having um, Chase Gasper from Minnesota on on a yellow card this time though, because he was on four last week. So sorry about that. Take that with a grain of salt. I didn't notice the not all of them were updated, which I guess we shouldn't be super surprised by that. Uh, so pay attention to, to the, the notifications in the fantasy game. I have noticed a lot of them have already been updated with the red dots or yellow dots. So... Uh, keep an eye on that. That's been a pretty good indicator this year. The fantasy uh, um, game seems to be better than the disco list. Yeah, I will uh, also what, add that Luis Robles broke his arm last yes. week, uh, and so he is out for I don't know how long. And then Zellerion and Room for Columbus are both out with injuries. Uh, Zellerion I know was a hamstring. I did not catch Rooms. I just saw the tweet where mentioned he was also out so that's two key players right there for columbus who will likely not be available during this double game week um i do want to mention too new york city has changed its home venue they're actually going back to yankee stadium so keep that in mind narrow field all right that's a lot uh, thanks guys for catching us up this is this is definitely a community effort to keep up with these injuries and uh, call-ups and any of these absences uh, so i appreciate the corrections that you guys catch in chat, I appreciate. I know Mike does the information that people retweet on Twitter and send to us on Twitter. And I appreciate the information people post at r slash fantasy MLS. That's where I first saw the, inf the news about uh, some of the New York City players, and that affected my team. So I appreciate the work that you all do to help us and to help your fellow players uh, have fun and succeed with this game. A, a totally different attitude than those cheaters who are looking at people's play teams and changing them. So good for you all. You guys are awesome. Um, anything else you guys want to add? No? Okay. Well, now here we are at the point that I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting for. 20 viewers, welcome those of you who have joined since we started the show. We are now going to talk about our player picks upcoming for this massive double game week. Before we do this, as I said earlier, we have Felix Morin with us right now, who is the number one fantasy player in the game, going to be sharing some of his thoughts this week. Felix, I'm going to give you a second to introduce yourself, uh, tell us how long you've been playing and, and what you enjoy about uh, Fantasy MLS. Uh, I've been playing, this is my third year playing, 
And uh, Charles Dion, uh, that's listening to the show right now, uh, is actually the guy that showed me uh, how to play and everything. And uh, I found it really fun. Uh, uh, it takes nights to, to make my team, but I love it so much. And uh, it, it makes me learn all the MLS players. So yeah, that, I think that's fun. And then you are Canadian, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually French. I'm actually a French guy. <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you here. We're so I think you're the first Canadian that we've had on the show. If yeah. if uh, memory serves, yeah, no, so so happy to be able to represent uh, our yeah. northern neighbors uh, on the show and share some <laughs> knowledge. So so excited you're here. I'm so happy that you're doing well. After three years, that's an amazing accomplishment uh, to be learning the league and having fun and doing so well. So. Uh, Awesome, awesome. Frenchy Canadian. Yes, yes, we have. Everyone is welcome on the show. So let's start talking, as we always do, with our keepers and defenders. Uh, particularly, I want to know what you guys think. Just just work this into your response. Uh, Patrick Smith asked us on Twitter, I believe, do we recommend using a keeperoo this week to save money? Because as I think Mike and Blaine have mentioned, it is, it is tight with the money. So, uh, Blaine, let's kick off with you for your... Keepers and defenders slash your clean sheet shots. Yeah, I I am using a keeper this week. I just I can't not do it. Um, there is too much potential there. If the first game doesn't go well, you really got to be banking heavy on that second game. And I just don't I don't like doing that. I like to see my first two games on the keeper side. Um, so I'm going with Blake probably rolling into Fry this week. Um, it's just it's the one I like. It's what I see. Uh, two two of the best possible ones. I could definitely see cutting Fry out of here, but he's only six point seven. My team budget is a little tight, but I've made it work. Um, we'll have to see what injuries or rotation does to me at the start. But so yeah, Blake rolling into Fry. I really do like the Philadelphia matchup versus Cincinnati. I think the defense has been playing well. Um, Elliot does look like he's good. he could be back this week, but I'm going with Real for 5.3 um, just to get some extra coverage there for Philadelphia. I'm hoping Bornstein not starting for Chicago was just one of those fluke things. I had him in my lineup last week and had to switch him out. That's what caused me a whole lot of headache. Was, he was one of my cheap options that I really wanted to fit in, and he ended up not playing or, or subbing in, so... That hurt, but he's 5.5, and that's Chicago. And I'm really looking at that second matchup versus D.C. there for a cheap defender. And then I never do this, but I'm going big. Um, I have not had center hold in the last two weeks, but I think you have to have him this week. Just too much potential, especially with that first game versus D.C. Now that I know he's not going to be taking the international call-up, MLS has him on the list, but if he's not going, he has got to be in my lineup. That's fair. Uh now I'll get to that in a second. Okay, so you're pro keeper this week. Mike, what about you? So I have a keeper right now in my first draft, but honestly, I don't have Tinner home because I'm doing it, so I may be getting rid of it. Mm. Um, so as of right now, I have Willis on the bench to give me a you know a full night to kind of see um, what happens with that. Um, Nashville's been pretty decent defensively, so there's a decent chance there. Uh, and then um, my regular keeper is Westberg for TFC. 
Um, New England and Cincinnati have both struggled to score. I think Toronto has really good matchups defensively. I also have Mavinga for the, that same reason. I think they probably have two of the best defensive matchups. I think the other team that you look at for really good defensive matchups this week is Philadelphia. So I have Rio on my team. Cincinnati and Montreal both have struggled to score, especially with tighter status, um, undetermined in Lapaline and uh, out on international duty. Um, those seems like two decent chances at clean sheets. Uh, then I have Smith. Um, again, he's four million. Um, he's been doing well. Uh, Atlanta has struggled to score, um, and Columbus. Columbus is probably going to get on on the sh- on the sheet, but they haven't been quite as dominant. So I'm going to roll with Smith. See how he does. Uh, then I have Calvo. Um, he's been putting up pretty good points he's only 8.8 considering what he's been putting up and he has a matchup against dc united um you know if, if your coach is describing your team as emotionally fragile i think you want to pick players who go against them uh and on that line i have uh Ibieha from new york city most because i like i said i couldn't afford to home um i may move some things around and get rid of this keeper just to bring in tenor home for for that opportunity Okay, so two for the keeper-roo now. Felix, when this question came out, I thought I saw you shake your head no. So are you anti-keeper-roo this week, and who are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I actually have a keeper-roo. You do have a keeper And, um, yeah, my keeper this week is uh, Andre Blake from Philadelphia. Uh, I also think Cincinnati and Montreal matchup uh, can be real good. I also have Glessness on my team. Uh, from Philadelphia, um, he he puts a lot of bonus points, and I love it. Even if he's uh, if he's pretty expensive, uh, I put him. I also have Anton Tenerholm from New York City. Uh, he can score goals and also have a clean sheet, so I think that's pretty great. I also put uh, Laria from Toronto. Um, I don't know if Aro will come back from Toronto. But uh, if you don't come back, I think Laria can play the two games, and uh, he also can score goals and have some clean sheets. So you only had one keeper then, just Blake. Uh, yeah, just Blake. Yeah, so you're Blake. So I agree with Felix. I I don't think you need to have two keepers this week. Uh, again, I said this last week. Th- the keeper roo is amazing, and it gives so many options at times, but. Keepers is where you're going to see some of the the smallest difference between those boom and bust players. I mean, there's just not minus a a fluke uh, PK save that that kind of thing. It's it's or the huge anti go. I mean, looking at last week, I mean, Willis had nine, Turner had eight, Bingham had eight, Saint Clair had eight, Guzan had seven. I mean, that's there's a bunch of keepers right there who did not have a huge amount of difference, but there's crazy amounts of price difference between those guys so 7.4 for willis versus 10.1 for turner i just don't think that dropping in 14 15 16 million on a keeper when you could easily get by with 10 or 11 is the best use of your money for where you could shift that money to 
to make up so much more. I mean, adding three more million to the pool of money that you could spend on a midfielder, I think is so much more beneficial than spending it on a keeperoo. Uh, so for me, I agree, no keeperoo. I'm running with Andre Blake to, to just try to take some of those points primarily from the Cincinnati game, but we'll see what happens with uh, Montreal as well. I think they have two good shots, both at home. I like that a lot. Uh, as far as clean sheets go, I think uh, Philadelphia has a good shot at a clean sheet. Again, maybe even two. So uh, I like I like that. Uh, looking at some of the, the cheap, I still have uh, Debussy from, from Minnesota in there. I went with Andrew Tinnerholm. Um, it's just so much potential there against that D.C. team. Picking against D.C. was the first thing I did. I blanked my team and I went, all right. Who's playing DC? Awesome. Well, maybe I'll get three of you guys, perhaps. But, uh, I mean, that was just an easy target right there. So, Tinnerholm was, he is worth the 11 million, I think, for, for his potential this week. Since since he's not here. I mean, that was the the move I changed when I saw Reddit. I was like, oh, crap. Yes. Yes. Give me give me some tenor boom right there. Uh, other than that, I have, I have Bornstein because, like Blaine said, if 5.5, that's a good option. But we've had some others mentioned in chat as well, and that we all know. We already mentioned um, Smith at Orlando. Uh, also, Bonilla over in Portland is cheap. You have Tolo and uh, Smith in Seattle who are some cheap options. So, I mean, there are some sub-6, sub-5 million players that could help get your, your team under the budget cap. Uh I don't know if they have the best clean sheet chances with those teams, though, as was pointed out with Seattle, uh, LAFC is going to be missing a lot of players as well. And that's probably the game that they're most worried about. So you could have two good shots against RSL and LAFC. So, uh, but there are definitely some, some options right there, but I like where you guys have your heads uh, basically for clean sheet chances. I was targeting Cincinnati and I was targeting DC and those are the teams that I liked. Maybe even Nashville, Nashville might have a good shot at, at a clean sheet. Um, because they've, they've been tough a little bit. Minnesota game at the beginning, then Sporting Kansas City, uh, who, while you did get some Polito goals this week, Blaine, he's gone now on call-up. So we'll... Uh, I got. I just got to remind you guys, um, Sporting has not been shut out all season. That's No, that's fair. No, that's a good... It's, that's it's a good shot. in every game. Like, that's a good yeah. shot. Like, I know we're, we haven't been playing the best. We, we've struggled to score. We've struggled to put put goals in but we've scored in every single game and that's that's something fantasy trend wise you just you can't bet against them on a clean sheet so that's 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 fair no that's very fair had a question from jojo about while while bornstein did not start uh, i don't know jojo perhaps that's rotation because of the double game week that's coming up uh, chicago is going to sporting kansas city first for their game and then they are coming back to chicago to play against dc so maybe it was just to try to keep some fitness up not sure about that i did not hear why um, I just um, Bornstein's one of those guys. I had seen him start two straight games, and and he had gotten a twelve and a nine headed into last week. Uh, before that, he had missed a game, and then he had five sub appearances. So, I I wonder if he picked up an injury early in the season. But he his minutes this year have not been great. But when he started, um, he's got a two, then he's got a nine, a twelve, and a nine for his starts. Unless there's an injury in there that I'm not seeing. Um, he's been really good. It's just there is a there is quite a bit of rotation risk, and I'm I'm banking on that second game. I'm hoping he's healthy, 
but it, he's he's one guy that you may want to shy away from if you're worried about rotation. Yeah. We should also mention Orlando with Galise out and Miami with Robles out. They're going to be having backup keepers. Uh, I'm not sure which of their keepers are going to start, but looking at both of their lineups, it's either going to be a 4.5 or a 4 million. Uh, Orlando has Brian Rowe, a player that you know we've known for a while uh, in fantasy from his days with the LA Galaxy. Um, if you're trying to do a keeper kind of thing, I could see that yep. really working there. Um, just kind of be aware. Like, I think one of the things that make the keeper really tough this week is the timing. Um, Nashville plays on Tuesday. So if you want to do either Nashville or Minnesota, um, that's one's easier, but most of the other games start in that six to, you know, seven o'clock window. So you're not going to see the clean sheets. So really you kind of have to use it with like if, unless you're going with like fry, there's not a whole lot of clean sheet opportunities on the back end. Uh, and then one more thing on what we, we should have mentioned in housekeeping and I, and I forgot it. So, so sorry about that. Colorado is still their game against LAFC is still in jeopardy due to COVID testing. They just reopened their facility today, but Stan, Sam Stashkel is very skeptical about whether or not they will play. Mm-hmm. So that is something to keep in mind if you are interested in LAFC and Colorado players. Good, good update. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Mike, who do you like? Uh, I really like uh, groundbreaking breaking pick. Uh, this Pazuelo kid, I think he's I think he's I think he's pretty good. I mean, he's been so so consistent, um, and he plays yeah. against Cincinnati. Um, and as we know, Cincinnati tends to let also been goals. consistent. Also been consistent. Um, I have a uh, Busio on my bench. Um, I'm gonna kind of think about that because I liked him a little bit more when I thought Polito was still in it. But I mean, Chicago and Nashville is not the worst of lineups. That he's nine point three, so he's pretty cheap. Uh, then I have um, Red Bull Salzburg's new got man uh, Aronson, who even though he's been transferred to Salzburg, is going to stay and play the rest of the season for Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia again plays Cincinnati, which like we said consistently gives up a bunch of goals and uh, Montreal. So at 9.8, I like him as an option. Uh, Then I have Madran uh, as as part of the, I'm picking against uh, DC United because they're emotionally fragile. And of course DC will win both games this week as a result, but I I, I just can't pass up that opportunity. Because MLS, exactly. All right, Felix, who do you like for midfield? Um, I also got Pozuelo. I think he's the the best fantasy player right now. Even if he's expensive, I think we need to have him on our team. Um, I also got Cray Latch from the Real Celtic team uh, with Rusnak out. I think he can play a, a bigger role against Vancouver, and I think he can put some goals. I also got Fontana from Philadelphia on my, on my switcher spot. Um, I, I don't know if he will start, but he will come into uh, the, the games, and I think he can put some goals. Um, I also got Pablo Piassi from Toronto. Um, I think he also can uh, score some goals uh, with Boswell. You doubling down on that Cincinnati game? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. No, Fontana. Fontana, that, that's a that's a sneaky little pick. Uh, Fontana is a 5.7 midfielder. The guy's uh, pretty much a sub, just so people people know it. In his last five games, he's played four of them. He did not play against Cincinnati last time. 
uh, but he's never played more than 61 minutes. But uh, in his last four games that he's played, he has scored a, at least one goal in three of those four. So he's pretty much a definition of a super sub and a fantastic switcheroo pick that, that Felix points out. I mean, 5.7 should easily be in a lot of people's budgets for, for a switch. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? Yeah, so I'm completely different this week, which Good. I'm okay with. Um, I don't, I, I love Pozuelo, but that price is just too expensive for me. Um, I, I'm struggling there. I've got other options that I like that I can fit two or three of. Otherwise, I'm looking at downgrading somewhere else. And I've already downgraded in a couple of spots. I'm not running premiums everywhere. So I couldn't really afford to get Pozuelo in there. And at that price, I think I can do better with two other guys okay. in different positions, two other upgrades. Um, I am keeping Ladero. Um, I think both of those matchups are prime for him to get good points. I don't trust either LAFC or RSL to really keep Seattle off the score sheet. Um, I'm going to run with uh, Ring. Um, New York City against DC again. He's been getting some assists in the games lately. I just think it's one of those you kind of got to run with it. Um Pedro Santos is going to stay in there. I like that Montreal game. Um, if Galese is out for, for the second game, that's also Columbus against a an Orlando side that's missing their goalkeeper. Um, I'll take I'll take those odds. And then I've got Valeri in there still. I like that San Jose matchup, but Valeri is probably the first one that would get sacrificed if I needed more money somewhere else or just I'm, wor- I'm a little worried about rotation with the way San Jose has been playing. Portland may just uh, run out a second-string lineup against San Jose and hope for the best and just give their guys a rest on the back end. So we'll kind of have to see. Valeri is my big question mark with rotation. And then I've got uh, Barrios for Dallas on the bench. Um, one of those guys that can go off. I really, really like the Houston matchup there. Um, I think that's a game where he can get some serious points. But Barrios is one of those guys I think. Reed, don't you always take him and he gets a two? Yes. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's, he's like, an amazing bench option. Yeah, perfect bench option here. As we get to that section, he's going to be in that, that role. But I've got to have him here. Just I like the way he plays, and I, he's been playing well lately, and I think he's going to do a number on Houston. Now, I, I think everyone who plays this game has that one player that whenever they have them, they suck. And whenever they don't have them, they do well. And for me, that is Barrios right there. So uh, I know Felix mentioned Piotti, and you mentioned not having – Pozuelo, did you think about Piotti? Do you guys think that if you can't afford Piotti, sorry, if you can't afford Pozuelo, you should have Piotti? I guess your answer is no, Blaine, but... I actually, I don't have him. Um, I just, I I like the defenses that Toronto's playing this week a little too much. Okay. I rate them a little higher, but I will say I, I reached in my draft league for Piotti when Pozuelo went one of the first couple of rounds, I reached and got Piotti, and Piotti was a was an auto-include in my draft team. He's a guy I've been watching all season. It, there have been matchups where I've doubled up on Toronto, and Piotti's always my number two guy to come in behind Pozuelo. Um, and, yeah, if you can't afford Pozuelo, I would definitely consider looking at Piotti, and he is one of those options. Like, if I downgrade Valeri, uh, Piotti could be coming in and I use whatever bonus money that I get left somewhere else. So for me, I went with Pozuelo. Uh, I agree with Felix. I mean, he's just got so much quality, has so much consistency over these last several rounds that 16.5, I just bit the bullet, and I went with that. 
I also made the bullet with Ladero, 15.7 million. So I have mm. both of those guys bookending my my midfield right there. Had to go a little bit cheaper other than that. So I'm using one of those spots as a switcheroo with a 4 million placekeeper. Also went with Mueller. That involved in some of the goals this last week. He's been involved in several of goals and assists early in the year, especially during the MLS's back tournament. Uh, 8 million going up against Atlanta, who has struggled, and also going up against Columbus, who has some missing pieces, especially if Room is gone. I'm I'm not unhappy with the possibility of, of Mueller having two good shots at some good points. So, so I slipped him in there. Uh, he was actually uh, my replacement for... Um, Oh, shoot. Who did I have? I had uh, uh, Matrita. I had Matrita in there, and then I saw that he was still going. I was like, crap. And so I had to swap him out. I had an extra million. So in went Mueller. Uh, then I also have Busio right now on my bench as well. Mike, uh, with you, I like the shot against against Cincinnati. Busio's also good run of form. 9.3, pretty affordable. Uh, I'm not sure about the Nashville game. Uh, as you did say, Blaine, so very well. Sporting Kansas City has not been shut out. Nashville's defense is... Is pretty pretty good. They're they're I think better than some people may have expected. So I'm mostly banking on the Cincinnati game for Busio, but I'm not discounting Nashville right there. Some other names I'm going to throw out. One of them has uh, already been mentioned in chat, and this is Lewis Morgan from Inter Miami. Lewis Morgan has been doing great things at Inter Miami as far as fantasy goes with scoring. I think he's twelve points. 12.3 something like that um and he's not that budget option he was a few weeks ago no he is not that budget option but i struggled so much with this um tyler mentioned this in chat i and i said he's just giving me fits and he's been giving me fits in a good way because i've been thinking man how could i work lewis morgan in what does that mean do i have i'd have to sacrifice like a ladero or so uh it's it's so many fits right here maybe i go down on some defense and try to switch busio over to to morgan uh i i, I don't know i'm uh red bulls have not been great so i could see something okay performance from miami right there and then houston like blaine said they've, they've not been amazing on defense uh so there's some good shots there but yeah i love that option if you can if you find a way to work in lewis morgan to your team i i think that's uh, a good shout to go with you guys have mentioned some other ones i struggled with my philadelphia options this week i like them against cincinnati but there's been some inconsistencies there at midfield and they're sort of sharing a lot of those points aronson hasn't been getting as many points uh, montiero has been really consistent though so that's that's a player i was looking at for a while five sixes sevens um do I have Bruin? No, Brian, I don't have Bruin. Um, but he's also played a much tougher schedule of late. That's no, that's fair. That's something in there. In that no, that, that's very fair. Um, so we had that Fontana. That, that's a great pickup right there that, that uh, Felix mentioned. So, uh, But I, I was struggling some with Philadelphia. But no, you make a great point, Mike. And Philadelphia has been a fantastic team. So if you work in someone like an Erickson or Montiero. Uh, we haven't had a lot of love. That was a comment we talked about last week from some of these consistent high floor players like the guys who get fives and sixes sort of week in week out aren't as aren't as boom or bust uh, they've been kind of overlooked maybe this is a week where you go for something like that uh, where you're kind of worried about what the outlook might be but uh some great options right there uh, let's see here. i think that's all we've got checking chat real quick all right guys let's move on to f- forwards uh felix who do you have um i got barrage from uh chicago 
I like the DC matchup. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll score a goal. Uh, I think it's four games in a row now that uh, he scores. So, it's yeah, I right. think he's a pretty good pick at 11.4 millions. I also got Zardes from Columbus. Um, he's usually pretty good against Montreal. And I think he can put some points uh, here. Um, I would have liked to have Egoin too. Because uh, I think the Houston matchup is really great. But uh, I hadn't had uh, enough money. That Fair. Fair. All right. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? Did you get Zardes too? Of course. I don't think I'm allowed to take Zardes out of my lineup, <laughs> um, which may be to my detriment. I think I would probably take Barrett over Zardes this week if I had to pick one of the two. Um, I couldn't afford both of them the way it's working right now. Um, this may get retooled a little bit, but I do have Zardes in there. Um, I've got uh, Frank O'Hara from Dallas. Um, Backup. And he has been playing pretty well for them. He's got the speed to get in behind. And I just, I, I'm I'm doubling up with uh, Barrios and Hara on the bench here. And the Minnesota game's um, not a bad matchup either. Um, but I'm really looking at that Houston game there. And I think at 8.1, he's a good budget option, but he can do, he can do a number on him. And then that third spot, I couldn't leave it open. I'm really gambling here, uh, but I've got Gallagher for Atlanta on the bench. Um, Orlando's defense has not been as good this year. You take away their keeper. I do really like that matchup. Uh, Gallagher's got three goals in his last four games. Um, and... well, I think we got a little bit of freezing on Blaine's side. So what we get is we got his... Uh, you got so caught right up there. with Zardes gotta... love. Uh, so you you, you froze <laughs> on us, Blaine. So O'Hara, Zardes, and Gallagher. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Mike, who are you looking at? All right. So um, on the bench, I have DK from Orlando. Um, he's been pretty inconsistent. He started off really hot. Um, he's coming back from MLS is back uh, and has cooled down a little bit. But he did this score this past weekend, and he's only $5 million. And so I pretty much just threw him on because I had an extra $1 million just to kind of Put him on a switcheroo, see if maybe he he booms. Um, but my main players, I have Higuain from Miami. Um, like I said, I was impressed with his performance against New York City. Um, I, I don't know what he would be like rotation-wise, but I'm kind of okay with it because it's the second game against Houston that I think matters a lot more for fantasy purposes because that's the bet, that's the juicier one. Um, although I don't think Red Bull have been as good defensively uh, as they were initially uh, coming back from MLS's back. Uh, and then my other option is uh, Priz uh, for Philadelphia. Again, I like both of their matchups. I think their offense is going to have a lot of success, uh, and I think he's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I had uh, I had Shabilko on my team originally, but uh, the first person I put on my team was Barrick. Uh, like Felix was saying, he's been on a great run of form, and uh, I like writing that right now, that confidence of a forward. And uh, Chicago doesn't have a horrible schedule uh sporting kansas city has given up goals and so they they could get some points there but they play dc that's the more important one right there so give me those dc points is my uh my mantra right now uh other than that i went with a different budget option than what you guys have mentioned right now and uh, i'm kind of surprised no one has sent him just yet but i have akinola on my bench right now mm -hmm. to see how that works out 
Toronto versus New England, Toronto versus Cincinnati, two away games. So that's that's definitely why he's on my bench. But if, especially against Cincinnati, if Akinola gets some time, that, that could be uh, some good production out of him. And then right now I have Bradley Wright Phillips on my team. Uh, that would definitely change if something happens with, with Colorado. Um, and he's the one that's at most risk because I don't know about that Seattle game. I saw people mention Jordan Morris. I just can't afford that. Uh, some good options there. I chose ultimately going with Ladero as my Seattle coverage because of his PK abilities. Playing against RSL, playing against LAFC, both of those games could get chippy, and I could see maybe a PK in that game, and then that's going to happen. I think that's going to be Ladero's time to shine. So I opted for Ladero ultimately instead of uh, going with... Uh, Jordan Morris, but you guys have mentioned most of the other options I was considering. Uh, that Gallagher one, that's 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 a good one, Blaine. I actually hadn't thought about that one. Uh, Higuain, I had not been brave enough to go with, but you were right, Mike. I looked at some of those stats that he had in the last game. I think he had seven shots uh, in his last game. That might have been it. One name that has not been mentioned that I will say, Kai Kamara. I saw that in chat. That's another game I was thinking about right now. Do you it's, have a thought? I, I had him, he was initially on my bench and literally like when we started the podcast and then after we made the defender picks, I was like, yeah, I probably need to have Tanner Holm. And he was one of the cuts. I yeah, no, no, I, I can see. If, if I can free up another million point one point six, he, he might come back on there. Yeah, he's 6.6. Like, 6, so yeah. Like um, two, uh, two road games for Minnesota. Nashville's defense has been playing really well. And Dallas still has Hedges and Ziegler. I mean, that's, that's a hard ask for uh, a guy. He's definitely a Ben and I could see people going with him if he's taking PKs for Minnesota already, first game, and he's taking PKs. Like that, that's a huge sell for him. But on the road, Nashville and Dallas are too 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 good of defenses that I'm not going to pick a guy against them. Well, and that's and that's the the big thing there. Kai Kamara is one of those guys who wants the ball to his head, to big body up, do do uh, very physical things. Dallas has uh, Hedges and Nashville has Zimmerman, two other big body center backs that could definitely get in the way. Uh, that's why ultimately I don't have him on my team, but but I could definitely see how he would be a tempting option, 6.6. A switcheroo, if you want to go with that as a switcheroo. I, mm -hmm. I think Akinola is better. I'd probably go with, with DK also as being a better switcheroo option if you want cheap. We'll say Gallagher too, Blaine. That's that's a that's a nice one yeah. to throw out there. I got um, another one for your boom and bust section too. Well, that's where we're at right now. We are in our our bench options. So, but I just so, want to make sure anybody else have anything for forwards before we get to that. No. All right. Bench options, Blaine. So, um, in the in the vein of taking Gallagher, um, I Gallagher's spot was actually contested with somebody else, and I went with Gallagher for the podcast. Uh, Freddie Montero for Vancouver. Okay. Um, they, they open up against San Jose and then they play uh, an RSL team that I'm not sold on that defense. He's got three goals in his last five games. Um, he's been looking pretty good, 6.1. He's one of those guys that, given the matchups, I could see him going off. He's been scoring against uh, the, the somewhat weaker teams, and he had two assists in the last game against RSL. Um, he is a guy that's definitely primed to potentially have a really, really big game. And he's taking PKs for Vancouver right now, which is huge. Um, against San Jose, that, that's so tempting. 
we're picking against DC pretty heavy, but we kind of forget that San Jose may have won a game, but they also gave up what 16 goals in a 10 day period or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something ridiculous. I would, I would gamble on Freddie Montero this week. It's pretty good. Mike, what about you? Uh, I think I mentioned a few of my kind of yeah. boomer bust picks as, as we went, but one name um, that we haven't mentioned um, is BWP. Uh, he's not quite as much of a cheap option anymore. He's 9.6. But with Rossi out now for international, he may get more time. Um, he's still very much a boomer bust player. He's not quite as attractive at 9.6, but I, I think he's certainly someone you can put on your bench and, and see what happens, um, especially if that Colorado game goes forward. That, that That's a good opportunity. Felix, what about you? I know you mentioned some of your bench players already as well. Anybody else you're looking at? Um, I got Aliceda from uh, Chicago. Um, he plays at uh, offensive midfielder. I think he can put some goals, but I don't know if uh, he'll stay on my team. I don't know if I can trust him. That's fair. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the tough part about about this section. But I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I'll throw out a couple. I mean, Robinson over at Atlanta. We saw him put up some good some good points. Uh, just like Lennon over at Atlanta. I mean, either of those guys are going to be boom or bust, uh, just depending just because of what we've seen with pretty much any Atlanta player that you pick. If you're going to go with a Barco, if you're going to go with someone on their on their defense, that's going to be a boom or bust guy that needs to be on your bench. Uh, any Chicago midfielder at this point, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, we saw that they were splitting those points. So if you go with one of those midfielder midfielders from Chicago, they, they need to be on your bench as kind of boom or bust. Uh, potentially some of those Philadelphia players, you know, we talked about, I, I kind of worry if they're going to be a boomer bust just because of some of the form, but Mike did point out the, the schedule, but that's just something to, to be careful of right there. I still like Royer as a boomer bust player. I think he's got probably the most potential, especially with Kaku out. Uh, succeeding Nani, I think, is a good boomer bust player. We saw some of that reward us last week, and again, uh, without if they don't have room over for for uh, Columbus, then Nani could have a good chance there. And Kai Kamar, we talked about him just a second ago. I think he's going to be a big boomer bust this week. Uh, looking over at chat, Fontana and Gallagher, people looking at uh, Barlow from Red Bulls, um, Florian Velo over at Red Bulls. Yeah, I think that's another one. Uh, he got the goal last last week. Uh, Tyler says Zardes is boomer bust. I could go with that this week, Blaine. He really is. Yeah, he is a boomer bust player. Yeah, so there's lots of good options there, uh, and of course some of these some of these little uh, scrub players that we're talking about who are four million, five million. Uh, we've mentioned them already. Those those guys are kind of boomer bust already because you're just praying for a clean sheet or praying for something. But uh, we got. I think we've covered some good options there. Last section captain at this time mike i have it on pozuelo um i think he's just been him and ladero have been your two consistent fantasy producers this year uh and with pozuelo having i think two good matchups i i have a hard time putting it on anyone else felix uh, i also had pozuelo uh i think he's consistent and i'm pretty sure he's gonna put some points blaine uh, I don't have Pozuelo, so I've got it on Ladero. So I think it's uh, the option that people didn't have Pozuelo. So. That's that's fair. Uh, I also have it on Pozuelo because between Pozuelo and Ladero, he plays Cincinnati. So uh, that that was my – I'm just a realist. 
when it comes to that. I got into a conversation on Facebook really quickly. People talked about Cincinnati and people were just so mad about the results from Cincinnati. And I just said, listen, I'm not mad at all. Uh, my only request was that they do better. We're currently not the worst team, so that is better. And it's a rough call because they they botched their inaugural season with with the the trades they made and getting rid of their points and everything. And then they got a new coach at the beginning of this year and completely overhauled their team. And then that coach left and we got another new coach. And so I'm like, listen, this is just like a giant preseason for Yopstom. So I don't mm-hmm. care what happens. I don't care what happens. So it's cool. And it's getting me fantasy points. And I'm completely torn oh. as a human being. And they're only four points out of a playoff spot. I know, right? They're, they're fairly close. <laughs> it's, I mean, who knows what could happen. But it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm that dog in the burning room. It's fine. So there we go. So I want to, I just want to throw it out there because it's, it's in a weird spot. Um, I don't like the way the games line up, but with DC having several of their players called up, if the Chicago versus DC matchup was on Wednesday night rather than um, Saturday or Sunday, I guess, for that game, um, would you guys consider Barrage over Pozuelo if that was the first game? No. Where everybody's picking against DC, I mean, would anybody take that? No, I'm not going to pick a Chicago player over Pozuelo because of the consistency he's already shown. But as Felix said, four goals in four games. I mean, you're also two different positions, so it, I'm, I'm looking for different things. But I uh, know Felix, if if that was an option, would you do Barrick over Pozuelo? No, I don't think so. There you go, Blaine. Mm. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because Pozuelo can put some bonus points too. Mm-hmm. And Barrich, except the shots are, you know, forward sting, he, he cannot really put some bonus points. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I, I think no, I don't think any forward really beats out midfielders this year because no forward has been putting up consistent bonus points. It's not like last year where you've gotten Vela. Um, putting up consistent points where you're like, all right, if he doesn't score, I've got something to fall back on. Pretty much all of these forwards, they're all kind of some variety of a boom and bust because they all are really goal dependent. Mm-hmm. Also, did we mention the triple game week? No, we didn't. We did not. There is no triple should... game week. <laughs> if you've made it this far and you hadn't realized this, there is no triple game week. Uh, it is. It has never happened. It almost happened once. It got fixed. It was a scheduling snafu, and James and Ben have already fixed it. So there is no triple game week. No triple yeah. game week. Maybe I'll Rest title the piece. show that round ten preview and no triple game week. That'll be the name of the show. <laughs> I remember that time we should have had it with Montreal. It's fitting that. Well, that was a few years ago. Yeah, it was, it was either Montreal, or San Jose, one or the other. Last question before we close out the show, and this one is for Felix. Uh, it came from JoJo. And people should not get get too used to trying making sure we correct names at times. We, we do actually try, but it's kind of fun, the ones that we consistently mispronounce. There is a midfielder for Montreal that we are going to finally decide if we are saying his name correctly or not. And that is Piet? Yeah, Samuel Piet. Piet. I think he pronounced yeah. it much better than we did, uh, but it is Samuel Piet. So there we go, Jojo. I think sometimes we maybe have said Piete, and that is clearly wrong, uh, but it is Piet. So there we go. Captain Piet from Star Trek. Star Trek, oh my gosh, from Star Wars. Well, there goes all my credit. All my credit. Wow. All, Down the drain. I know, all of my credit right there. Um, 
All right. Well, that is all that we have for the show tonight. I hope this helped you all get your mind wrapped around uh, how you're going to navigate this massive double game week, which starts tomorrow on Tuesday or today on Tuesday, depending on when you're listening to the show. Uh, we're going to wrap everything up with our plugs. Felix, is there anything you'd like to plug or thank or anything for being on the show with us? Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I think it's really great. I watched this show for pretty much the start of this season. And it helps a lot. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we are happy that you were able to come on uh, and, and just share some information. And beyond that, though, I am just so excited that you were having fun and learning about the league and that your friend got you into yeah. it. And so uh, that little group that you may have up there. So I'm just so excited to hear about that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Mike. Uh, nothing for me. Blaine. I just want to say thanks to the chat. It was nice to be welcomed back. I had a had a little bit of a family emergency last weekend. Um, Sarah's dad is currently in the hospital. He went in for a double pneumonia, and he's just fighting back through that, and it's going to be a long road. So I may be in and out over the next month or two. We're kind of, we've kind of helped out with this farm a little bit and done some stuff, but I appreciate all the, all the kind words that I've gotten from everybody, and I do try to be here when I can, but life does come first. Um, everybody just stay safe out there. Uh, the virus is still going around and it's getting to people. So just huge shout out for that. And just be careful. And of course, as for me, uh, I want to thank everyone who participated in chat. We had a great, uh, a great attendance this week. Cool. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you everyone over at r slash fantasy MLS. You guys have shared some great information and been really involved. Uh, I know we're not as active in that community as much anymore because of the discord chat. Uh, but that's still where a lot of stuff gets posted. So you guys are awesome. Thanks to Discord. You guys are amazing for the community that have built alongside this podcast and the website and a lot of it on your own. And I'm just happy to be part of the ride with that older goaler and everybody involved over in that community. And uh, thank you so much to our patrons. Again, gave a big shout out to you guys at the beginning of the show. This season has been weird. I was hoping to do some more with the acknowledgements and, and everything. But uh, this, this has been a crazy year for everyone. But I'm so happy about you guys. Uh, and everyone, just just please interact with us on Twitter, interact with us on Discord, uh, anything. It's it's amazing. Maybe you could be the next Felix and be on the show with us sometime, sharing your your knowledge. Uh, but uh, I agree with Chat. He's been a great guest, a great first Canadian. Uh, and you guys, glad to have you back, Blaine. Hope everything is well. And Mike, I'm glad your computer's worked out. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening tonight. And good luck. <laughs>